Hello and welcome to The Authority of Love. I'm your host, Greg Williams, and I'm excited, and as I've said with many of our other great guests, a little sad to welcome back Jeff Rogers for the final day this week on The Authority of Love. Not sad to welcome you back, I understand. but sad because, at least for this round, it's gonna be our last day. I, I hope you've been as blessed as I have, and we've had a lot of fun, right, Jeff? Yeah, we've had a good day. You've it's, done everything to call me Mr. Rogers, so it's all good. <laughs> I, should, I, I should have I done that once, but <laughs> you got me. Well, if you missed any of those, remember you can get today's and the previous two days' messages at WJMM.com. That's WJMM, such as WJMM 99.1 FM, which you may be listening to right now, but they also have a, a website, and you go to the podcast tab in the upper right corner, click on that, and then click on the Love and Wardship links. You will find today and the previous two days, so you'll get three of Jeff's, but if you want more, and then more than that, you can go to loveandlordship.podbean, P-O-D as in dog, B as in boy, E-A-N as in Nancy, podbean.com, loveandlordship.podbean.com. Watch all of them, please. And please share. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to. We closed yesterday briefly talking about discipleship, church and ministry, a little bit about that. We were, we, we had alluded to it at least. And I want to pick up on that. Um, but we were talking about some of the things that you've run into with Wellspring Prayer Center. Mm -hmm. And there was another one that you said, and I think it might be the underlying thing to all this. Share that with our listeners. Yeah, I didn't really, <laughs> I'm a positive person. I yes. really want to mention, but what we're seeing a lot now is people that are involved in the occult. Yeah. Uh, Lexington has, witchcraft is on the rise in Lexington. I don't mean to scare anybody, but we actually have five dedicated witchcraft shops in Lexington yeah. where you can buy tarot cards and Ouija boards that you know you used to right. think that was just games that kids played 20 or 30 yeah, years ago. That's exactly what the enemy wanted us to think. Well right? it's just yeah. as popular now as it ever has been and a lot of people they have they're spiritually inquisitive but to sure. go and to sure. satisfy that with the darkness of all that and horoscopes and astrology and right. a lot of I understand I find this hard to believe but I understand that a lot of Christian parents allow their kids to, to get in this stuff on TikTok and all these different delivery yep. methods, you yep. know. And uh, so what we do with people when they come, all I mean, the blood of Christ covers all things. Yes. And so yeah. we just have them renounce what they've done. Uh, I turn away from this. God, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yes, for Fill me with your spirit and set me free. Yeah. And so I just wanted to mention that because yes. that, again, goes into this thing of bondage and of deliverance uh, that needs to happen once you're engaged in these dark arts. Well, Jeff, you said something, and I think this would be a good transition or bridge to talking more about church discipleship ministry because mm -hmm. you've been formally involved in that years mm -hmm. ago, and now you're involved in a different setting, which uh -huh. I, I love, and I hope I get to partner with at some point in time. We'll see about that. But, um, you know, this is where I come back oftentimes to our churches. Our churches are afraid to speak of some of these sins that we've made so common, yeah. including the occult itself. It's almost like uh, the church says we... we don't talk about the Holy Spirit very much, just like right. we don't talk about demons right. or anything very much. And that is exactly where the enemy wants it to be. Yeah. He wants it to be opened up in the, through the darkness. I say this oftentimes. I think I stated it in my book, but um, I say that darkness is the devil's domain. It's the only place that he wins. Now, ultimately, that's going to lose. Sure. But that's when Christ returns. But right now, if you keep things in darkness, not only in your own life, in your own life, in your marriage, or your family, or relationships, but if we leave things out in the church that we're not speaking that whole truth, those things that remain in darkness give him the 
leverage and the yep. territory and the ammunition to operate. Yep. And so what have you seen in your experience of church? Just kind of wrap this up. Mm -hmm being formally involved and where are you now? Tie all that together for yeah. us. Yeah, well, uh, Missy and I are involved in what's called Arise House Church. We've been involved in house churches for I think about six years. Okay. And then the last two years have been with Arise and we're, we're the old folks in Arise. We're the spiritual <laughs> moms and dads where um, uh, Austin and Maddie Wofford have a real, they were both at CSF and they had a heart for this emerging generation. And so we, we kind of specialize or cater to or seem to attract a lot of Generation Z and uh -huh. millennial people. Uh -huh. And so, which is really amazing because in the church, we're losing these people, yep. this yep. segment of the population in rapid, just in droves, yes. unfortunately. And so we're really uh, sort of catering to that particular age group. Missing yes. I get to come along and just kind of be like a older, definitely wiser, maybe a little, yeah. uh, just oh, yeah. to love on yeah. them and to help them out. And more so mature. We, more mature, yes, there we yes, go, yes, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> so we've been involved with Arise now for two years and we're okay. part of the leadership team with that, as well as David Thomas, I'm sure you yes, probably know yeah. David, an amazing yes. guy here. Yes, he here. And so it's just really a privilege to do that. And Austin Wofford, the leader of our, of our band, uh, he wrote a book recently called Forged, F-O-R-G-E-D. Okay. And if you've ever wanted to know I learned a lot in this book. Yeah. If you ever wanted to know how Gen Zs think and how millennials think and what their perspective, because their perspectives are totally different yeah. than ours. Yeah. And so uh, he really breaks it down since he's one of them. Mm -hmm. And this book is called, and so it'd be great for a church staff or right. someone that owns a business just to understand how they work so that we can yeah. come alongside the way they think and interact in order to extract and help mold them into who Christ wants them to be to get yes. the most out of them. Yes, you know? right. So, um, well, first of all, I got to put that on my list, and I'm going to have. I need to have Austin on. Sure, uh, you the do. Authority yeah, of life. Yeah, absolutely, he's a brilliant guy. Talk about that because yeah. what? Tell us a little bit more about the difference between what you grew up in, what I grew up in, yeah. what you've served in, yeah. and what a, a home church is. Well, what we. Church. I'll, I'll do just a slight sidestep. What okay. we're finding with uh, Gen Z millennials, they don't want just rules. Now, nobody likes rules. We all kind of, our flesh right. reacts to that. But they really want an encounter. They want an experience. They don't want yep. just an order of worship. That's what they've been trained to get. <laughs> exactly. By media and every social media and everything right, else. Right, right. But they really want an experience with God. And so music is very important to them. They also are very interested in social justice. And that doesn't mean, you know, raging against the courthouse downtown. I mean, it's just right. they want to be involved in things that matter. Right. And so just try to appeal to them in ways that, that right. is the way that they're wired anyway, I guess. Right. And so, um, yeah, so we do that. We have multiple house churches. Okay. And uh, it's just been beautiful in just two years' time, just how much they have grown and how much kids and people have grown. And so what we've done with Missy and I, she leans a little bit more in discipleship than I do because okay. she's the left brain part of the equation. Right. I'm the right, right brain. And so she's like, hey, what if we, we don't have anything established yet. So what if we just grab seven or eight kids that we've hand selected and just say, will you go through a six month discipleship program with us? Come over to our house. We'll feed you dinner. And we're going to talk about a different topic every night as mm -hmm. well as check in and teach them how to pray and all of that. So we did that, and it was just such a beautiful experience. It was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what is a little bit different, I guess, than just attending a, a program and hearing something from the front. It's more of an experiential kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and I would have to say this because two things with that 
is I have worked with some that have been involved in the health church. As a matter of fact, many people have asked me, why don't you start one or why don't you get mm-hmm. involved with one mm-hmm. because of the way you focus on relationships, and that's one of the key words, yep. and discipleship. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and I, I alluded to this earlier, and I thought we would end up back on it in some way, but God never works in systems or communities first. He works in the heart of the individual first. That's why it's a personal relationship with him. Then he works in loving relationships to build loving communities, Mm -hmm. to build good systems, nations, governments. Mm -hmm. And we keep looking to systems, nations, governments, even church communities to solve without going back to the heart and the individual and the loving relationships. And we will not be able to do it because we thwart God's order. And that's what we miss so much of. And that's what I hear a lot of times in the home churches or house churches that you talked about an experience with God, what they're really after, and the Bible tells us this, and this is probably what they're, you all are learning, is they're really after a relationship with God. Absolutely. And, it, it, and, and, and yeah. then to develop those relationships with one another. I'm going to ask you a question that kind of t- ties these two together. Mm-hmm. The traditional church, right. and God used it and is still using it to some Absolutely. degree. Absolutely. Absolutely and the home church or the cell groups or things like this. Um, One of the things I have found, Jeff, is that so many people are seeking God and they're seeking after God by what the church and the traditional church has told them, um, love others. Mm -hmm. Come to church, Mm -hmm. get saved, now go love and serve others. Mm -hmm. But God in his word makes it very clear that love works this way, very plainly, very ordered, Worship me alone, hero Israel, Lord, our God mm-hmm. is one, and love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yeah. And he even, he even quantifies it and says, and this is the first and greatest command. Right. Hardly and and you love your neighbors yourself. And then, right. having done, learned to do that and grow in that, mm-hmm. now I want you to do the second one. Yeah. And it is second. Mm-hmm. Love your neighbor as you love it yourself. The two sure. things I find, then I'm going to pitch it to you, is that we are sending out so many people claiming that we're loving others, and I believe God uses it, claiming that we're loving others, but they do not know at all how to love God. And that's what you said with the church, the experience, the relationship with God. And they do not love themselves. Yeah. What do you find at Wellspring? That's what we're <laughs> sending those people out, right? Yep. In the churches, go love others. Yeah. And we have not followed God's order. Speak right. to that. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. We, I want to close on this. we got just a couple of minutes. Based on everything you've said points to that, though, Jeff. Right. From, from Wellspring and photography and incarceration and the house church. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's not just doing the right thing. It's becoming <laughs> the person that Christ right. molds, wants us Saved to be. Saved and recreated us to, us to be. Right, yes. so that we can be that. Yes. Yeah, yeah sure enough. Yeah. And unfortunately, with COVID, it just exposed a lot of what right. people, the community, they thought people was taking place. Right. And it ended up being a little more surface than what they had thought that it would be and so um, I'm very thankful for the church but we can't continue to do things like they did in the 1950s in order to reach today's generation if we don't reach today's generation there's not going to be a next generation of the church so I mean the church is going to be fine regardless absolutely the church of Christ will will need to change our our, we need to change our methods right I'll say this and we'll get and I'll close out here uh, just to, the, I've said this quote many times, the church of end times will look a lot more like the first church than it does today's church. Yeah. When they gather together, mm-hmm. they built the relationships, they harbored communi- loving community. They built that so that 
people could see Jesus and God and his love yeah. and the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And that's what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. I love it. I, yes. I hope to get Austin on. Thank you, Jeff, for joining us. It has been right. fabulous as always. Now, uh, I want you to tell them two ways to photography and Wellspring Prayer sure. Center. Give them that, those two again. Sure. Jeff at jeffrogers.com is my email. My website is jeffrogers.com, and there is not a D in Rogers. And then for Wellspring, look look at us on Facebook, Wellspring Prayer Center, or the email is info at wellspringprayercenter.org. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you so much for joining us, brother. I appreciate you and your ministry and you and Missy. Uh, we've had a great week, a great witness awesome. and testimony. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. been wonderful. And uh, we want you to join us again Monday. We're going to go back into some talk about marriage and spouses and leading up to the Christmas holiday and everything being focused on our Lord and Savior's birth and incarnation because that changed everything. That changed everything. Before we go, again, let me give you the way you can get our book, The Authority of Love, second edition on Amazon. Spell out second, S-E-C-O-N-D, and you'll find it very quickly. Love to hear what you think about that. Also, check out our website, loveandlordship.com. We've got a lot of articles, podcasts, and videos on there. Love to know what you think about that and interact with you on that. And uh, let's grow together in the Lord. Uh, finally, if you're, the Lord is leading you as you pray, if the Lord is leading you to see this as a kingdom ministry impacting lives, would you pray about giving? And then you can go to the Give tab, click on that. It'll take you right through it. There are other ways. You can email me at loveandlordship at gmail.com, and I'll answer any questions on that. It's all tax deductible. Thank you, Lord. He's going to take care of that. Uh, join us again Monday. Thanks for joining us. Thanks always for your prayers. Thanks to the Lord always to him. Make it a great day and God bless in Christ. I'm Greg Williams and you're listening to The Authority of Love.